The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. This is The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Once again, we have the three-legged stool here for everybody. (laughs) Yes. Um, Today, we are choosing to focus on a topic. And oh, by the way, we're being broadcast before a live audience today in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that bright, cheery face. (laughs) Yeah, we have a young fellow. We do. We have a guest. In any event, um, this is a topic that if you've been with us for any length of time, you've heard us expound upon numerous times. That is free will and its twin Karma. <laughs> One really can't go without the other. So we're focusing um, on karma and free will today. And as you all know, in fact, I'm sure that almost everybody listening to us today is familiar at least with the concept of free will. Perhaps you uh, learned it as a child. If uh, you have a Christian or Catholic background, of course, you will have heard it. If you're from the East, you would have heard a different version, but the same basic concept. And then the attendant uh, consequence of free will, the choices that we make, is karma. So we're going to talk about that today. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, and I think the the biggest um, thesis, I suppose, if we were to start this at any place, is that free will literally shapes our lives. Well, not only does it shape our lives, but it's you know it's our whole reason for being in one sense. Mm-hmm. When God created us and gave us the gift of free will, I mean, you have to understand this was you know a he's calculated a, risk on his part. He's taking a chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he took a portion of himself. And put it within us as the flame within our heart as I am presence. And he said, go forth and gain mastery. You have my power to create. Mm-hmm. And you have free will. And I'm sure we thought, oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> we're going to do a lot of good things for God. And so uh, we've had this cycle for some of us. It's been a very long one to experiment with free will, to understand cause and effect because it is karma, whether good karma or not so good karma mm-hmm. we make. But it's learning mastery and the use of energy. God didn't want to be alone in the universe. He wanted to have co-creators with him. But to get to where God is, we have to walk the journey. And we have to begin by understanding how to use free will. Yeah, and I think we, as the formula that we put out there many times is basically that every thought, word, and deed, and every motive uses God's energy to create. So we are indeed co-creators with God. That's an awesome responsibility, and it's an awesome accountability. Well, it is, and that's why it's so helpful to understand the flow of energy into our being, that 24 hours a day, 
God is giving of his, of his light and his energy. This is what beats us heart. Our heart is what keeps the flame of, of illumination within our hearts, the threefold flame. So we have this energy. As we speak, as we talk, mm-hmm. as we act, even as we sleep, we're qualifying that energy. And the qualification of that energy is for good or perhaps not so good. We're making karma. And so we're learning, hopefully, from our mistakes, because karma is the great teacher, how to do a better job of that. But you've got to begin with understanding you are a co-creator with God today. It's not something that's going to happen a week from now or a millennia from now. It is today. You are taking God's energy. You are putting your stamp upon it. And so, in essence, you are co-creating. Yes, and I was uh, uh, something you touched on uh, in in the opening there, Tom. Uh, just so that a lot of people think that karma is this totally Eastern thing, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah. in Galatians six seven, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Yep. So there it is, tucked neatly into the Bible, <laughs> and uh, and spoken very clearly without any equation. Well, it is. It is very few, very few words, and it makes sense to people. You know, I think they ultimately maybe look around the world and they say, "Well, these persons, persons are doing bad things, and nothing seems to be happening to them." But you know, God has a different timetable than we do, which is probably a good thing for us in some ways. Um, so we can learn to try and balance some karma before it comes back and manifests as something we don't want in our worlds. But it's, it's like the law of gravity. It's the law of physics. It's the law of the universe. As you sow, so shall you reap. Yeah, yeah. and I think, too, that you, know, you kind of alluded to something a moment ago there that a lot of people sometimes want to take responsibility for, and that's to become the flaming angel of karma. You know, that you see a, an ill, you see a wrong, you see something being done that is obviously a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you should take action and bring their karma to them necessarily in God's good time. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. So you have to allow that, you know, we have rules and laws to protect people, and that's appropriate. But God will deal with people in his own time, in his own way. But obviously, you you certainly can, uh, and society has a right to to establish norms and behavior so others aren't hurt. Well, and if we were to take it in our own hands, we'd be making more karma. And and karma's got a good side and a bad side. Normally, we think of it as a negative, but a positive. Give give me an example of uh, creating good karma. You remember that, um, um, the kindness mantra that was, um, I forget what it was now, it was very popular in the 70s about um, just being, I forget, it doesn't matter. The point was that you were making good karma by being kind, by being gracious, by being thoughtful, by being joyful, by, Mm -hmm. by exhibiting and sharing your faith, by being inspired, by being passionate. Those kinds of things would elicit and illumine a karmic interchange with people because you were sharing something positive, you were, you were being good, you're doing good. And as you often say, Sid, if we knew better, we'd do better. Well, as good as we can do, there's a certain karmic accrual to our causal body, but the better we do, and with the, you know, the, the higher our consciousness, and the, the balance, more karma we can balance. The balance scale starts to, starts to tip when you do that, too, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, you've got... It was random acts of kindness is what I was trying to think of. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, you know, uh, the understanding of this is, says, hey, what I do matters. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I do every day matters. You know, we're not heads of countries or powerful corporations and so forth. But in terms of our personal lives, that of our family and our spiritual path, what we do matters. And I, you know, people would not do the things they do if they understood the consequences oh, of it. Right. You know, they wouldn't do things to their body. They wouldn't take in the drugs or the alcohol or whatever it is, the marijuana, because that's a karma. Because they're damaging their temple, which of course is the temple of God. God lives there, and they wouldn't do it if they knew better. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is the teaching on uh, ignorance? Is um not an excuse. Well, ignorance of the law is no excuse. And yeah. you think, well, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, well, God has sent forth a lot of teachers through the ages with all the true teachings of God. And 
And if we, it just, even common sense tells us, you know, what we do affects how we are. And so people think that they can get, quote unquote, get away from things. You know, that old quote, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, that's the lie of the serpent, you know. Surely you shall not die. It's the myth that what you do in Vegas, God somehow doesn't see, you know. And we we carry that concept in our daily lives. Well, if no one sees me do it, does it really matter? Yeah, and and karma is 24-7-365. And and there's no recess. As a corollary to that, you know, there are angels, recording angels, that follow every one of us around. And they record everything we do 24 hours a day. Oh, boy. So um, oh, You had know. to say that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you want them to get some good things down there for you. you yeah, know? Every jot and tittle. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and not make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. But it's the set of your sail. This day, I'm going to do my best to be an instrument of God and helping others and treating my body temple appropriately, you know, to watching my thoughts. You know, you know it says, a man thinketh so he is, you know, mm-hmm. or, or is he, the, the, the book about that, which is true, too. Yeah. So you put all these things together. This is what free will is. And so we have an <laughs> accountability and a responsibility. And if we're in a situation we don't like right now, guess who created it? Yep, indeed. We have no way to look at it but ourselves. And you said something, Terry, a moment ago. I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but nonetheless worth repeating about uh-huh. karma is good, karma is bad. We, we've got both. The thing that I think we should let everybody know who hasn't already heard us say this a thousand times, with the violet flame and other tools at your disposal, you can accelerate the transmutation of the karma that you don't really want to have hanging on in your, in your consciousness. Yeah, in yeah. other words, you can transmute negative karma through the use of the violet flame through the use of the science of the spoken word, you know, vocal prayers, decrees. Mm-hmm. This is something you can do. Anybody can do this right now. This is not something you have to wait to learn any special technique for. It is something you can actually put into play the minute you understand that it is powerful. And well, and a lot of people think, well, this, what is this violet flame? Is that something brand new that you guys have just created? You know, no, no. What are some examples of, of uh, in ages past, the violet flame and what people have known about it? Well, a lot of the teachings of the violet flame were never public. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, you can't, it can be misused. And the teachings on violet flame, like any other great teaching, can be misused by the power of people with impure motives. Mm-hmm. But St. Germain received the dispensation in the last century through the I Am movement to bring forth to the public. And anyone wants to use it, the violet flame. And it's a great mercy because what is happening now, you know, this is an end time, so to speak, of a certain cycle in history. And so accumulated karma comes due on a personal and planetary scale. And that could be overwhelming if you think, whoa, if I've been around for a very long time and I've made all this karma and suddenly, you know, the debt collector's at the door, <laughs> I'm in trouble. You know? yeah. And so God yeah. has given us the violet flame and the use of that can repolarize and change energy and repolarize negative karma that we've created. I mean, it's, you can change history. Now, sometimes you'll get a little bit of that just so we learn our lesson, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can mitigate some of the mass catastrophes that suddenly come on people. What is that? It's a return of karma. It may have been from 100,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because mm-hmm. they've made karma in the past and right. they haven't dealt with it. The violet flame is a tool to mitigate that. We're still going to learn our lessons, but it's the grace and mercy of God. Whoa. And if you wake up to the sudden realization you have this karma, God has given a way of dealing with it that hasn't been available for literally thousands yeah. of years. Oh, indeed. And, and the best way for people to, to learn about it and to see what kind of an effect it has is to just test it out. 
Do do five minutes of a violet flame sure. call or decree each day and do it for 30 days. And, then, and first of all, make notes of the things that are going on in your life Put a and focus. then check the note list, yep. uh, you know, a month later. Like we said, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is a great way to aim at something specifically That's right. with a tool that has a sharp pointed edge. <laughs> and I think this points out that we can't be passive. We can't just go through life in a rote behavior, get up, go to work, go to school, come home, pay the bills, two weeks of vacation a year, you know, get this and that. You know, all of a sudden your life is over. You know, we have to be assertive in terms of our spiritual path and our progress. Mm-hmm. Not fanatical, but we need to take steps. And we have been given the gift of the violet flame. And, if you, you know, all we're asking is that you try it. See if it works. Because you can't be passive in the face of world karma, for instance. No. Or personal karma. No, and uh, speaking of this topic, you know, we've mentioned these many times before, but bears repeating. So we have a number of books, and particularly a couple of little pocket books, little pocket guides that you'll really get a lot of value from. One is Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. And the other one is about your higher self. Do you remember the title of that one, Accessing the Power of Your Higher Self? Yeah, like I said, there's also Karma and Reincarnation. Yeah, and there's Karma and Reincarnation. So these are tools. If you want to go to tsl.org or just remember those titles and go to Amazon, it doesn't matter. You'll find them there. But Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul, very, very easy to do. This is something that you can make a part of your daily routine in an instant. It doesn't take a lot of special preparation. You know, the information is there, and the fact that you're listening to this program means you're ready for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Frankly, you have the opportunity. And so take advantage of it, because if we rely on the world, what the world teaches, what traditional religion teaches, we're not going to get where we want to go. Yeah. The teachings of the Santa Masters begin with free will, begin with the fact that God is within us, and we have a destiny, and that destiny is to become that God. And, but it, it just doesn't happen automatically. It's a path that we walk. And understanding free will, karma, the use of the violet flame, it, we can make tremendous progress in this life if we'll take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. and I like what you just said. Um, hey, all of you listening right now, it's no accident that you're here. Yeah. You know, this is something that perhaps you've been pointing toward for lifetimes. Opportunities don't come every day. Yeah. No. So, there are no accidents in the universe. There are no accidents in the universe. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When you think about it. Well, yeah. In fact, maybe we'll continue to think about it here after a break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in uh, probably less than two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And thanks for staying with us, everyone. Uh, we are back. And uh, during the break, I was looking in my, my little stack of notes here for something. We're talking about how um, karma and free will shape our lives. And one of the aspects of um, determining what kind of karma we may be facing, we have a thing called the, the cosmic clock. And it's kind of um, a version of cosmic astrology, if you will. And it reminded me of a story. And it was this um, about the quality of spiritual happiness. And this um, young man goes to an astrologer to find out just kind of what's in store for him. And uh, I'll read this a little bit. But the astrologer says, well, I have some good news and I have bad news. And which do you want to hear first? And the young man thought, well, shoot, I guess you might as well give me the bad news first. I get that out of the way. He says, well, you have 30 years of misery ahead of you. (laughs) Things are going to crumble and fall apart left and right. The man was shocked, but somehow still hopeful. He said, well, then what's the good news? And the astrologer said, you'll get used to it. (laughs) And I thought to myself, you know, our lives are conditional to the extent that we kind of get used to things that are happening in our lives because of the, you know, certain things repeat, certain karmas kind of come back, and perhaps we've been responsible for creating karmas in certain areas. So our lives can take on the color of the predominant karma that we have been presented with every day to kind of resolve. Right. And so the thought occurred to me that there's one part of life that maybe wants to make an accommodation to get used to it, but really we don't want to do that. Well, we the, don't da- get the danger is <laughs> if you get used to it, it never gets resolved. Right. If it never gets resolved, you face it lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, yeah. and you're never going to get anywhere. You're <laughs> stuck. You know? yeah. And we're going to, some of us have been stuck for a long time, and if you want to get unstuck, you have to do something different. We just can't go through the rote day-to-day life without seeking God, seeking the truth, seeking the path, seeking understanding. Yeah. Now, in that respect, um, as we've mentioned in the first segment here, in a way, God seeks us by sharing that light, his life force with us. We talked about how we are co-creators with God and how that light that is we use to animate our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our motives is God's energy. So, hence, we are co-creators with a great deal of responsibility. Now, one of the things that we might want to talk about a little bit um, yeah. is that how is this light that descends into our consciousness distributed? you want to take that one, Terry? Well, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, basically, and this is something I wanted to mention in the last segment briefly, was that we have an advocate. That's uh, one of the gifts that, that God mm. gave oh, us yes. also. Oh, yeah. So, we have this advocate, which is our Christ self or our Holy Christ self, which stands between our mighty I am presence, or mm-hmm. above. That, that above, or and where we are below. And so, this, this light that God has given us, that's in our mighty I am presence, comes down through this crystal cord, mm-hmm. and comes through that, that holy Christ self down to us. And then it's distributed through our chakras. Ah. So, we've got seven chakras. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we've got, those are the major chakras. We have more than that. Yep. But, um, and so, take for an example... What? Uh, coming through the heart. What can we do? We can, mis- we can qualify it mm-hmm. or we can misqualify it. 
If we qualify it, obviously it comes out as love. And if we misqualify it, it might come out as antagonism, yeah. anger, hatred, and various things. Well, and now it just so happens that the heart chakra is in the middle. Right. Right. There's the crown, the the throat. Third, eye, heart, third eye. Third eye. Third, third eye. Right. Crown, third eye, the throat chakra, and then the heart. And the heart. Then below that is the um, the solar plexus, the seat of the soul. And, and the base, base of the spine. Base of the, the spine. spine. Thank you, boy. <laughs> what would I do without you guys? Chakra is 1A. I'm, I'm, see, I'm, if you, you, you can't see me now, but I'm actually pointing at different parts of my body, and my friends here are naming each one. And they're going, oh, yeah, that's the base of the spine. Okay. But, I mean, the point is that the energy that's rising, and some call it the kundalini energy, but this life force is mm-hmm. rising, if we allow it to do properly, and then this great energy of God is coming down through the crown, the third eye, and the throat chakra in many cases, decrees especially, mm-hmm. and then it is through the heart, that it is presented, manifested in the world. And it's been said, I know the masters have said before, that we will ascend through the heart. Mm-hmm. That it is this this integration of all of these energies that is the qualifications of God's Where the Christ self meets the soul. Where the Christ self meets yeah. the soul, exactly. You know, it's interesting. I was looking at the news on the internet yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, and they said angry people are more likely to have a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, that in some ways, that's common sense, but there's a spiritual aspect of this, too. When oh. you are angry, it misqualifies the light through your heart chakra. Mm-hmm. It's very detrimental to you and to other people as well. Yeah. So the light comes through the chakras, as you were saying, Terry. And let's take the throat chakra. Okay. You know, what is it, the Bible, the tongue is an evil thing, and you, know, <laughs> you can get more trouble with your tongue than anything else. Well, I think the quote is that whatever what goes in a man's mouth isn't, isn't what defiles him is what comes out. Yeah. yeah. So, so the misuse of the throat chakra is how a lot of people make a lot of karma. <laughs> but it's interesting when you use the science of the spoken word, with our, which are decrees, which are verbal prayers, when you give mantras, um, what are you doing? Invoke the violet flame. You're qualifying light with your throat chakra that obviously can balance the karma you make with the throat chakra. And there's a real science to this, to these things that come through the, like the OM, for instance. I mean, I think in past shows we've talked about how, you know, it'll create an actual form. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, when it's... Sound is very powerful. Yeah. So you start to put this equation together. It says, whoa, I'm more than just, you know, uh, homo sapiens trying to make a living on planet Earth, you know, and have a good time to the best of my ability. <laughs> you know, I am a son or daughter of God. I have God's energy animating my body every day. How I qualify that determines the karma I make, the good or the bad, what returns to me. And by the way, everything returns to you to send out. Some returns to you almost immediately. Some may be thousands of years. But if you send out love, that love is going to come back to you. Indeed. And, you know, I think of a person I know that's very joyous. Well, you know, why is that person joyous and I'm not? Well, the answer is that person has chosen to be joyous and has built a momentum of sending out joy. And so that momentum brings back more joy to that person. Right. right. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. You know, this is perhaps a good time to uh, listen to a, a brief excerpt that we prepared. This is only about two minutes, maybe two, two and a quarter minutes long from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she makes the point that we've been making too, but she makes it better than we do, that all things come about because of one's doings. I think this would be a good time to play this, and we can maybe talk good. about it when it's done, okay? Good. So let's, uh, let's go to that recording now. I happen to think that Christianity perpetuates that sense of wanting someone else to carry the burden of our karma, in other words, the burden of our sin. And so if some calamity happens to us, we think, well, something has caused it other than myself. But if we get into the driver's seat of our lives and take responsibility... For our actions, then we see, we begin to meditate upon the justice of the universe. And I realize 
that many of the things that have happened to me have come about by my own doings. And of course it is true that all things come about because of one's doings. I have understood this law in my heart before it was ever taught to me. In my sense then of God and the universe, I have only gratitude for the lessons that I've learned from my karma. And my motto is that there is no injustice anywhere in the universe. That is an amazing statement to accept because there seem to be so many injustices everywhere around us in things that befall us. But if we really understood the continuity of being and all that we have said and done in many past ages, we would see that those words and deeds return to us as our teachers. And if they are not so nice, then not so nice things happen to us so that we can self-correct and see how it feels to have been on the receiving end of what we sent forth in this or previous lifetime. I think it is the coming of age of a soul and of a man and of a woman and of a child to reach that point of maturity to say, whatever comes to me, I will receive it with rejoicing, knowing that as I balance and resolve this situation, I can move forward into my communion with God and ultimately to that day when I can attain permanent reunion with my father-mother. Oh boy, that's a rich little uh, nugget, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it just it's it's so different from traditional Christianity, yeah. you know. Oh, Jesus did it took did everything for me, you know. Uh, he took all my sins. I don't have to do anything. As long as I accept him, I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Well, it's not what Jesus really taught. No, not you know? at all. Yes, he did bear our sins, but only so we would have time to balance our karma. Well, and there's a certain sadness to that in a sense because when people when they recognize Jesus first of all as their lord and savior as we that's, do. that's a major mm-hmm. step but to have been denied the teachings the full teachings that he gave is the sad part oh indeed and because, I, because there's a lot of a lot of sweet souls in the world that that just don't have access well, to well what it. happens is mrs prophet has taught when some of these dear devout christians get pass on from the screen of life and get over there and find out the truth, they get very angry. <laughs> yeah. And when they come back to their next embodiment, many of them become agnostics, which is even very sadder because they, they, they've been fed something that just wasn't true. And, and a lot of people that teach these teachings in the Christian church have good intentions, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not bad people, but they just have, have not understood how the teachings of Jesus have been changed and manipulated so that people wouldn't understand who they were <clears throat> and the fact that they had to imitate Jesus and not just worship it. Right. Indeed. You know, and, uh, go, go ahead, Terry. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to throw this thing in. It's okay if you don't believe in reincarnation. You'll have another chance in your next life. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Which well, is, you know, um, what, what we're talking about, in fact, almost every topic on this show is um, kind of in part inculcated into a spiritual foundation, if you will. Uh, we have referred to it before as the spiritual or the sacred adventure. And if you go to tsl.org slash spiritual quest, you'll be introduced there to a wonderful framework for these teachings that gives you a kind of a step-by-step orientation to them. It goes into some depth. You'll hear these concepts repeated that you've heard from us many times. Put into the context of the teachings of the Ascended Masters, extremely valuable journey for anyone to take. Uh, This is a journey of a lifetime, literally, and this is a journey we've been on for many lifetimes, frankly, not just this. So the opportunity that you have at your disposal to open the door a little wider, 
you know, get a little bit more of this um, fresh air into your soul, you'll appreciate it. And uh, there's no obligation whatsoever. This is something that you can do on your own time and your own way, frankly. But if you'd like to get more information about this particular um, foundation, go to tsl.org slash spiritual quest and let that kind of take you on a journey. And you know what I think is really neat is these new electronic versions of the Keepers of the Flame lessons. Oh. I mean, when I joined the Keepers of the Flame back way back when the earth was still cooling off. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah there was cold, cold type, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you got uh, the, printed, the printed version sure. in, in, the, in the mail. But now, gosh, you go online and then you, it's got all these sidebar things oh, and yeah. these highlighted things you click on and you get a video. And it's oh, just, it's, it's amazing. And there's another one that's easy to remember, tsl.org slash keepers. And you get the first one for free, right? You can download the first online version of our digital lesson for free to yeah. spend as much time with it as you want. And boy, it's, it's, you, there's no turning back. Right. That's one of those things where that was one of my first steps into these teachings. Once I got that bit in my teeth, forget it. I was just, <laughs> you know, so and I think a lot of You know, of everybody like can go at their own pace. You know, yep. you take, take one step at a time mm-hmm. you know, and, and see if it works for you. <laughs> and I think that's the key is giving it a try. Because intellectual knowledge of itself doesn't do anybody any good. It's only when the teachings are, are put into practice that you can know that they're real for you and see the effect in your lives. You and know? that's a great point to make because uh, these teachings are eminently practical. They're useful. You don't have to have a doctorate degree to understand how to use them and when and where. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I know we're close to a break now, Tom. I come back, I want to talk a little bit about using free will and the world. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. That sounds exciting. Okay, stand back, everybody. <laughs> go there. Well, I think it's a probably good, good note to end this, this um, segment on. Let's go to a break now, but please stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. 
If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, I want to say that uh, by your free will choice, you've chosen to stay with us. <laughs> we are very grateful. Thank you. Um, one of the things that came up in that um, the little excerpt we, we heard a moment ago was about being grateful, about being uh, grateful for everything that comes our way because ultimately this is an opportunity to right wrongs, to balance karma, and to get ourselves straight with God, straight with the universe, and uh, hasten our ascension. So I just wanted to mention that before we move into any other category or topic here because gratitude is sometimes an overlooked quality of life. Well, you think the scripture, all things work together good to them that love the Lord and mm-hmm. are called according to his purpose. So there's a reason for these things. We and I, I got to tell you, I still groan sometimes <laughs> me when my too. karma comes upon me, you know, and I got to gird up my loins and say, okay, what am I going to do about this? But ultimately, from the big picture, thank God it's coming. Because how am I ever going to balance if it doesn't come? Indeed, right. and I think that when we open ourselves up to the opportunities that can be ours if we want them, but we freely choose them, we will accelerate. We will actually do a lot of good a lot faster. <laughs> Tom, let's talk about how karma is is very specific. It's not it's not random. You know what I mean? It's uh, no. Well, as we've been probably saying many times in many different ways, karma is exact, very exact. <laughs> it is a cosmic day. law. Yeah. This is not just an idea or a concept. This is the law, and the law is that we balance every jot and tittle of our karma. And I would point out too, and we have in the past said this, that um, before the dispensation that Sid mentioned, that Saint Germain brought down to us. With a violet flame, the the saints and sages of the past, they had to balance one hundred percent of their karma before they could ascend. Yeah, we by God's grace are required to balance fifty one percent. We've got a bit of latitude there that the saints and sages that we revere and look up to didn't have. Well, it's the difference for most of us of making it or not making it. Well, I think that's probably why they yeah. did it. <laughs> and, and you know, the incentive is we still have to balance the karma, but we can do it from the ascended state if that's we fulfill right. the other requirements of the ascension yeah but it's a lot easier to do it on planet earth so you know get the most bang for your buck and try to do as much as you can here and can i can i just go back to something i was going to share before the break there because i think it's it's a little bit related to balancing karma in a sense you know right now as we're recording this show there's a crisis in the ukraine Mm -hmm. and i mean there's always a crisis in the world one way or the other (laughs) somewhere well what i love about free will and the teachings of senate masters it allows me as one person uh, a nobody, so to speak, um, oh, in, the scheme, in the scheme of things, politically <laughs> and so forth. I can make a difference in the Ukraine or any place else in the world. How can I do that? By exercising my free will and invoking the presence of the archangels. Archangel mm-hmm. Michael, go forth to Ukraine, take command of the situation there, protect the light bearers of God, and bring it to God resolution. Okay? I'm not imposing my will when I make that call. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because you must, we must invoke the presence of the masters, the angels, by a free will choice... That is the only way they can act. We, we shared before, the angels sit on the hillside, frustrated because they can't get in the battle, so to speak, uh, for God's people on the mm-hmm. planet because nobody asks them. So by free will, we can ask them. And, you know, I may have karma in the Ukraine or someplace or whatever, it doesn't matter, but by invoking the light, invoking the archangels, not only does it help those people, but it also can balance some karma on my part. That's not the reason I do it, but that's how you can take advantage of free will and not just be overwhelmed by it. I totally agree with that. Yep. If, if you were standing at your altar at home, Sydney, how would you make a, a, a brief call? What's, uh, specifically, uh, well, on that what situation, you do, you know, what would you we say? We don't do this by our human consciousness. Right. We do it by the authority of God within us. We can say in the name of our mighty I am presence, our holy Christ selves, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
and the other ascended master, I call forth the legions of Archangel Michael to go forth to the Ukraine this day to protect all the people of God in that planet, to prevent violence or anything else, and for the God solution of that crisis there. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not taking a, a side there, although I may have my personal opinions, but that, it's up for God to adjudicate that. Yeah. And, you know, let all my calls and prayers be adjusting to God's will. Okay. And, and you accept it as done. That, it doesn't you, take, yeah. you know, what's it take? Two minutes? Yeah. You know? Oh. It, and, and, it's, and it's had an effect. It's had an effect because God has given us dominion over the earth. And as a son or daughter of God, by our free will choice, we have to ask the angels to intercede or the ascended masters. They can't do it otherwise. You know, so that's why free will is so important to understand. Right? No, and one thing we should point out, too, is that we, we know of instances where there has been angelic intervention where we haven't consciously asked for that intervention to occur. When we're in extremists, for example, or if something is happening in a moment where our heart can make a call that our voice may not necessarily mirror. And isn't that right? And that could be for some good karma in the past, but you know, you don't want to be drowning to get to, get to know to Archangel Michael. Um, you, know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you wouldn't be in that place, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah you're absolutely right, Tom. It doesn't yeah. mean nobody can ever be helped, but maybe someone else made the call for you. Oh, indeed. Like we're making the call for the people of God in the Ukraine. Indeed, yeah, we, we do pray for light bearers, and we've often said that it, one plus God is majority. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take, doesn't take a lot of us to do it. So all of a sudden, this mundane life that we have, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, where we live for the weekend and football or sports or whatever or vacation, it suddenly takes on a whole new context. God lives within us. There's a divine plan for us. We have the ability to shape not only our destiny, but the destiny of this planet by calling forth God's will and by qualifying energy in the right way. Mm-hmm. We can change our lives and we can make a difference in this country and whatever country you live in and throughout this planet. God can use you, not your human consciousness, but the presence of God within you and the light you invoke to change everything in your world and on this planet. And we always want to stress too that this is a very joyful process, a very joyful path that when you really tune into it and you tune into the true essence of the liberation that it contains, you can go no place but to joy. It's We've just, all felt the pain of seeing things on TV or in the world that we couldn't do anything about. Mm-hmm. We can do something about it. My daughter likes animals, and she was watching a dog show the other day, and they had the thing about dogs and putting them putting to sleep in shelters because, mm-hmm. you know, there's too many. And that really affected her. I said, you can make a difference in this. Let's make a call for the elementals right now. Well, it's still you still have the pain, but you feel like I can do something. I can bring change because God can work through me to bring change. And how's your new dog? <laughs> <laughs> we have a limit of one I've established. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> well, I, I, I've kind of had my own little um, silent policy here that whenever we have reason and good reason to bring up any bad news, like when we brought up the Ukraine and the situation happening there with light bearers being throttled, um, I thought the antidote would be a little humor. Okay. Not necessarily related, but I have always been kind of fond of uh, Hindu humor. For some reason, um, th- there's something about the way that they kind of approach life that I find kind of humorous. And you don't was, hear a lot of it these days, do yeah, you? Know, you don't. <laughs> but then let me just share these with you because they're kind of fun. And um, it's my birthday today, so I can do this. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Is it um, a toast given by a Hindu gentleman at a wedding? Quote, a man not having a wife is incomplete. And once he has a wife, he's finished. <laughs> that's, that's Hindu. The other one was, um, at the entrance to a Hindu temple, there was a beggar always stretching out his hand, asking and pleading for alms. One day, he stretched out both of his hands. A passerby asked him, all these days you were stretching out only one hand. 
Why are you today stretching out two hands? To which the beggar replied, Praise God. Business is so good I've had to open another branch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, if if we go through life looking at the serious side of things too much, we're going to get bogged down by it. And I think that the masters talk about this thing we call the twinkle of mirth. Uh And it's... It's so totally okay. You know, the Lord loves a laughing man. Yeah. You know, we've heard that in many different forms in many different ways. And I think they're bringing it up now when we talk about karma. Just to balance the idea of karma descending, we can find reason to laugh, to smile, to just be amused. And, you know. We can we laugh at ourselves. Yeah. I, mean, I, I see some patterns in my world that, you know, yeah. are, are kind of humorous, you know. And so, you know, you don't take the human too seriously. You take God very seriously. But the human is temporal. You know, it's a vehicle for us to, for evolution and so forth. But, you know, let's not spend our lives defending our egos. It's a losing battle. Yeah. And, you know, let's defend God and the joy of God and the presence of God. You know, egos aren't going to get us home, but the presence of God is us. So let's take a laugh at ourselves. Yeah. And it's interesting. As you know, we shared before, you know, Thomas More said, you know, the, the, the devil hates to be laughed at. Yeah. Because well, he's oh, such yeah. a proud spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the joy flame can be in your life independent of whatever karma you're dealing with yeah. because it's the nature of God. And it actually changes the vibration then oh. <laughs> of, of the karma that's coming down, right? I mean, if a big chunk is landing on your desk and you accept it joyfully, it's not as big a chunk. Well, what is happens that, is that some, right? some people yeah. get into self-pity, you know, woe is me, and, you know, shake their fist at God. Well, God, why have you allowed this to happen to me? I've never right. done anything to anybody, blah, blah. I mean, we all know that. And in some ways, it's an understandable human reaction. But the reality is, it is you that have brought it upon yourself. Right. And it's just the law of the universe working. But God has given you a way to deal with it, to balance that karma, and move on. Mm-hmm. Because we're climbing a ladder. And every step you go up, you've got tests and initiations. But the presence of God is greater, and the joy of God is greater. And the knowledge, I'm going home after meandering on this planet for God only knows how many tens of thousands of years. I finally have the tools in place, if I will use them Mm -hmm, and work at it, that I can go home. And so I don't have to, when I get to heaven between embodiments, I don't have to hear, you got to go back. Hopefully this time we'll be home for good. Well, and that's God's will for us. In fact, what's that old saying about, you know how to make God laugh? <laughs> tell, tell them your plans. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's lots out there for us to latch on to with a certain smile, and that gratitude in the heart only grows with practice. Yeah. So that as we do this, you know, it may be difficult at times. As you said earlier, there, there are moments when you kind of grit your teeth and go, yeah. okay, you know, I'm going to be grateful for this, but it's not going to be easy. Right. It's as easy as you make it. As well, easy as you choose and it to be. And your willingness Free to will it, again. It's your willingness to accept responsibility yeah. that will enable you to get the help you need and the yeah. calling forth of it. If people run away from their karma, they're just going to face it again. Well, and the, the point I think we're trying to make here is that you can look forward to this happening. This is not something you want to run away from. It's not something you can't handle. Look forward to it. Embrace it with joy and gratitude. And it will, as you said, not only be lessened, it'll go away. But you need to use the tools. Use the tools and, and practice. You know, again, this is not something that you simply do once every week, kind of like going I to mean, Sunday if, if church. A, if a sledgehammer is going to come down on your little finger and you transmute it with a violet flame, you know, it might be a mosquito bite. Yeah. You know, who knows? I mean, I'm I just trying to, to show here that it's not just, okay, send it to me, Lord. Lord, I know it's coming. We all have karma. We wouldn't be here if we didn't. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to send forth a violet flame each day to help transmute that little package of karma I get so I can still learn my lessons, but I won't be knocked out by it. And beware the temptation to supersize it. 
<laughs> you, you, don't, you don't want to get so passionate about transmedia or karma that you ask for more than you no. can handle. <laughs> what, are, what are some examples of um, qualification or misqualification of some of the other chakras? Now, we talked about the heart, mm-hmm. and, and we talked about the throat chakra. How about the, uh, the crown chakra? What is the qualification or what is the misqualification? I think of intellectuality as kind of being yeah. a misqualification of divine wisdom. For example, well, I would say so. I mean, I think that it's if you um, go away from that that particular balance that you strive for, uh-huh. then one of the plumes of your threefold flame is maybe being a little bit bigger than the other two. Well, pride right. is really something that obviously we want to avoid. And you know, the the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. So those that think they have all the answers, uh, they don't. They yeah, don't. just like yeah. share share your plans with God. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a break. Um, we've got one more segment coming up, so please, we invite you to stay with us. Exercise your free will one more time, and we'll see you on the other side. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Uh, well, it's good to hear that you're still here. Thank you for staying with us. Um, I want to make a, just a simple point here, because I know that we kind of get revved up sometimes with this topic, because to us, it's our life. And we don't want to come across preachy. We want to make sure that what you're hearing are nuggets of wisdom, if you will, the teachings of the Ascended Masters that you can use. These are tools, um, not meant to be academic or you know high-level preachy topics. They're really the things that affect all of us in our daily lives. And I was thinking about a, a great quote, I think it was from George Burns, who said that the secret to a good sermon is you have a good beginning, a good ending, and the two are as close together as possible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So here, here we are at the, uh, hopefully getting near the end of our, our sermon, if you will. But really, I think the thing that we want to stress for today's topic, free will and karma, is that your life is what you make it. And there is a certain degree of accountability. Well, not a certain degree. There's a 100% degree of accountability there 
for the life that you are living, the life that you perceive, the life that you have manifested for yourself, you have chosen this life. You have chosen these experiences. And if you take accountability for that, I think the pathway to your joy and ultimately to, to the ascension is much shorter. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to do everything all at once. No. You, know, you don't have to gain every mastery, balance all your karma, thank God. <laughs> you know, you can do it in increments. You know, it may be a little change in your life that you want to bring forth or maybe a relationship. I'm going to try putting the violet flame in that. See if it's a little better relationship, you know. Um, so, so you can take it. You know, in little bits, increments, and this is good Mm -hmm. news. God is very patient with us. But (laughs) each day when you go to sleep at night, have I done something this day to put forward my spiritual path or my service? Have I helped somebody? Have I balanced a karma? Have I invoked light? Have I sent forth the angels? You know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be a little thing. But each day, you know, do something like that, and you'll build a momentum. And things will start to change in a larger scale in, in your life. And, you know, some of the big problems aren't going to go away overnight. But it's going to be different. There's going to be, you know, because you invoke light and call it forth into a situation, it changes the equation. Light always changes the equation of whatever you're dealing with. And, and when you choose to be responsible and then grateful, ultimately you understand, too, that you have some forgiving to do, both within yourself and without in the world. Yeah. That a lot of the karma that we have brought with us is perhaps from a lack of forgiveness. I mean, it's, and, and you know, we're all burdened for things we've done that have harmed people in this and other mm-hmm. lifetimes, but you know what? God will forgive us, we'll forgive ourselves, and we're going to take accountability and balance that karma either through service to life, through the violet flame, or however God requires it. And we'd like to remind you guys again who are listening here that you can find all this information really well outlined and organized in the Sacred Adventure, what we're calling the Spiritual Quest. So I just want to remind you again, tsl.org slash spiritual quest go there look around um and you'll get connected to somebody who can help you to uh, maybe you know decide where you want to go from here or whatever the case may it, be. it's seeing life through a different lens mm-hmm. you know we're kind of programmed by the media by tv right by even our education we get well-meaning parrots well-meaning pastors that just don't have the truth and so this is who we become you know this is what we're taught and what we believe but it, if it isn't working, there is a, a way that you can look at life differently and understand life differently. And that's what the teachings of the Ascended Masters, I feel, bring to understanding of karma and reincarnation, free will, God within us, our destiny. I mean, mm-hmm. this is an incredible package of understanding that changes everything in our world. Oh, boy. And you can take the things that you've been taught, like you say, uh, as a youngster maybe, and you can put them on a shelf, put them on a shelf that's close by, mm-hmm. so you can take them back if you aren't happy with something that you're hearing. Yeah. But but set them on a shelf and try these things, you know. Well, you don't lose your whole, you, you don't use all your tools at the same time. No. You know, you have a toolbox and you... Oh, I need a hammer for that one, you know, and right. whatever. So now I wanted to I wanted to touch on something else. Um, in my notes here, I have free will choices expressed consciously or unconsciously. Can you can you touch on that, Sydney or or Tom, about how a free will choice unconsciously will create karma? Well, this is very interesting because we all have our psychology, don't we? Mm-hmm. Right. We have patterns in our psychology, not only from this life, but Friends from previous lives, too. <laughs> and these are knots that have to be undone. This is why the Ascended Masters do recommend that we work with our psychology, inner child work, and so forth. Because some things we do unconsciously are because of these patterns in our psychology. But you know what? The karma is the same. Uh-huh. Even though we may not realize we're doing it, it's still going to create karma for us. And so all the more reason to take seriously our personal psychology, our spiritual path, and so forth. Because it's one thing to make karma when you're aware of it. 
Well, it's another to make karma, you know, at a subconscious level, simply because you have patterns there that you haven't been willing to deal with. Well, and the the degree of responsibility that we have to uncover those rocks yeah. is definitely something that we can't pawn off in somebody else and say, well, I, I didn't know I had to do that. Yeah, I mean, ignorance law is no excuse. Right. Well, we're not ignorant anymore. You know, and I want to <laughs> just add something here, if I may. You know, God, thanks be to him, has been very patient with us. You know, and allowed us to be in the planes of matter for far longer than any of us probably can understand. Mm-hmm. And he's been waiting for us to sort of turn around and say, whoa, God, I've had enough of this world. I've done everything there is to do many times over. I want to come home. And when we start to do this, you know, you know, spiritually or physically in one sense, all of a sudden, do you think God wants to help us? Mm-hmm. Do you think the angels are excited right. that we want to make progress? They've been waiting for the opportunity to help us. If we're willing to make the effort ourselves and take that first step, there can be tremendous help. We have to take these steps. God's not going to do it for us, but, but you're not alone. Yeah. You have the angels, you have the Mother Mary, you have Jesus, you have God. I mean, it's a whole world out there that are ready to cheer you on and to help you mm-hmm. in whatever lawful way it can. If you are willing to take that step and take that accountability, it's few people that are saying, by the grace of God, I am going to be accountable for what I've done, not only in this life, but other lives. And with God's help, I'm coming home, I'm going to balance that karma, and I'm ready to go. Well, you, and you use these tools, you're going to get help. You're going to yeah. get help, and I think that's a great point to make here, that we're not alone. You know, one of the um, shows we've got coming up here in a couple of weeks is on living a spiritual life in a material world. And I think we have that slated for March 18th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that'll be good. And Yeah, that'll be good. And I think the challenge, of course, that we're, we're not skirting it here. We're really talking about the <laughs> challenge of being a spiritual being, a consciously spiritual being in a material world. It's no easy thing. Because there's so much that we are facing every day in our lives that is not spiritual in nature. Well, you know, the Hindus <laughs> talk about maya or illusion being in the world. But i got to tell you, my creditors don't see my debts as illusion to them. <laughs> no. They think it's very real. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. They're, so they're expecting payment. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I'm going to meet with somebody, let's say I've got something important to do. Uh, and it's a regular, rather mundane, just sort of a thing that people do. I can make a spiritual call before that meeting, oh, yeah. for instance, and it will affect the way that meeting goes. Or if I want to buy a car, I can make a spiritual call regarding the transaction, and it will go completely different than it would have had I not made the call. Yep, you're, you're making a conscious choice to color that experience in a spiritual way. Right. It's kind of like when you're driving down the freeway. You can be forgiving people who are driving past you or you know, whatever they're doing rather than reacting or responding in a negative way. Just, oh, and if God they're driving dangerous, you say, Archangel Michael, take command of that driver. Yeah, right. No protection of life and property. Got a real quick story about that. I had to go to Chicago once for this thing. And I, you know, I have this kind of fear of taxi drivers for some reason. <laughs> and, um, you know, my life being in danger. So I always, I had to go to this specific place. And I, I made the call. That explains eight. the concealed carry permit he's got. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, right. Angels, I want you to find me the, the best taxi driver with the spiritual one with the best vibration and so on and so forth. And I made that call. So I got this guy, and I, I don't know, he was from India or something. He was the sweetest man. He had an immaculate taxi. It was perfect. Unfortunately, he didn't know his way around Chicago, and he never got me where I wanted to go. So God answered the call I made, but I should have said, and also someone that needs to get me where I want to go. Someone who's yeah. competent would be helpful. So you always, yeah. always, you know, maybe I didn't say according to God's will, but, you know. Yeah. It, it's you know experiment with this. Oh, send, that's send, send good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun to see how yeah. how your calls will uh, yeah. change things. Well, and again, it puts the power in your hands. Yeah. You know what we're talking about is this accountability and responsibility. It really means that you're taking back the power that you have given in the past to other situations, other people. You know, 
we give that power away. We have no control over it. Uh, you know, we're all tired of being victims. We are tired of being Whether victims. Whether victims of other people, what they do to us, or our own karma, you can take charge of your life and be on a path that you will be the victor instead of the victim. Amen. And I think on that note, it's time we start to wrap this up. It's amazing to me again. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm like a little child here in that I'm constantly <laughs> amazed and amused by the fact that these hours go by so fast. I know. There's this a is, right It by. just zipped by. Where did it go? I want to thank you again, all of you, for staying with us, for listening to this, for taking advantage of the opportunity to join in our conversation. It means so much to us to be able to share this with you. We hope you feel the same. <laughs> And uh, Terry? Well, you know, if you're out there and you've got something you want to say to us, uh, just go to TSL.org. We we love to hear from you. And we'll we'll answer your questions. We'll help you solve problems. Web radio. Web radio at TSL.org. There you go. Web radio at TSL.org. And we love you guys out there. You guys and gals. We're all one. We're together. Somos uno. Anyway, well, thank you again for being with us. Um, As we like to say at the close of every show, and we mean it every time we say it, though the upward path may be difficult. The rewards are out out of of this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.